special edition of Interval's Healthcare Marketing Insights is brought to you by Slip You Not. Slip You Not, the new sanitary toilet ring used by hundreds of hospitals around the country, featuring a special adhesive solution to prevent slippage. Keep it clean and keep it dry with Slip You Not. And Bendover Advertising and Marketing. For more than 20 years, doing whatever your physicians ask, no matter how ego-driven or moronic. Remember, no one ever got fired by hiring Bendover. Welcome to this special edition of Healthcare Marketing Insights. I'm Simone Barbar, Senior Editor of the Weekly Probe, the website that provides deep insights into healthcare marketing news. Thank you to the fine folks at Interval for allowing us to host this special edition of the podcast which we're calling Probe It Deeper. Today we have two guests joining us who will help us discuss some hot issues in healthcare marketing. With us we have Chris Columbus, CEO at St. Horatio Medical Center. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Simone. It's wonderful to be here. I can't wait to start getting probed. And also joining us is Adam Jonesing, Marketing Specialist at Neptune Hospital. Welcome, Adam. Hi, hi. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, with that, let's dive into our first issue. The first question, what's your opinion of hospitals blocking key websites such as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Google, given the growing importance of SEO and social media? Well, Simone, let me take a shot at that one, if that's okay. I think savvy organizations use levers of control to guide these types of choices. As I've often said, top management needs to facilitate the activation of strategic context determination processes to find out which of these autonomous initiatives have adaptive value for the organization. Whether it's Facetube or TwitStem, it's really about responsibility. What the f***? What the f***? I mean, seriously, we're not children. We're adults. Treat us like adults. If people are slacking so heavily due to Facebook or YouTube, can their asses? Don't punish your entire employee base by restricting access to legitimate business communication tools. And on that note, these are tools we use. I mean, how hypocritical is that? We have a presence on Facebook, a presence on Twitter, we have a YouTube channel, yet all three are blocked through most of the organization. Employees have to use mobile devices to get on the Wi-Fi connection for patients and visitors just to access these freaking sites. And many do, trust me. At one point, they even blocked Facebook and Twitter from our public Wi-Fi. Visitors asked, why even allow me access to the web if I can't update my friends and family through the channels I normally use? It's ridiculous. Eventually, they removed the block, but seriously. Oh, I think you make a great point, Adam. Those are great points. And I think whether it's a public Wi-Fi or Tweetster, it is about responsibility. It's about an internal culture. It's about structural attributes. It's really a matter of trust, and frankly, a smart organization just does not trust their employees. I think that's, a, that's the way to go. What the hell? Seriously, I mean, as, as an, an agency last week that we worked with wanted to share a presentation with us via Google Docs. Fifteen minutes before the presentation, we realized our IT department had blocked Google. Google! What the hell? The agency had to send us a PDF rather than be able to step us through their presentation remotely. Yes, I understand you don't want us using Google Documents instead of that pile of sh** called Microsoft Office, but realize that other organizations do use Google Docs, and we need to be able to interact with them. What if those organizations decided they weren't going to allow MS Office documents? 
It's absurd. This must stop. Well, it's well. driven by narrow-minded tunnel vision and misguided, misinformed practices on the part of management. I think those are great points, Adam. But as Google Docs aren't part of our medical staff, they really aren't relevant to our situation at our hospital. Documents. Those are some very passionate views, gentlemen. Um, moving on to the next issue, which is one of our sponsors had, has introduced a new way to promote your brand, customized disposable toilet seat covers. How would you measure the effectiveness of this medium? Let me take that one too, Simone. I think I have some great insights into the TSC product line. We prefer the benefits of segmentation using conjoint utilities and cluster analysis. That's really the best way to measure the impact of something like toilet seat covers. Vast opportunities what there. What the f***? What is this? This is disgusting. It's along the same lines as the urinal mints they wanted us to brand last year. Those are yeah, great. great idea. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's drop our freaking logo into a bowl for urinary target practice. I mean, come on. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of times, like right now, for example, that I'd love to have a go at it myself. Well, all you have to do, Adam, is look at the heavy usage index to see the power of something like a TSC product. Just take the average total squats on a toilet by our customer and divide it by the average total squats of toilet by all customers, and you'll really see we're getting some good penetration there. What exactly is the butt impact of something like this? It's incredible. I think you need to look deeper into this, Adam. This is seriously nasty. An executive also approached me last year about branded toilet paper. She literally wanted our logo on every square. I told her it was a shitty idea, pun intended. Hmm. I mean, what I'd support are video monitors in the backs of bathroom stall doors for the display of advertising and hospital communications. Now, that would be money well spent. And actually, I know how to hack my Xbox into one, which means I could spend half the workday on the pot playing Grand Theft Auto while people assumed I was having digestive problems. Now, that's a movement I can get behind. That seems like more strategic thinking, Adam. And that's the kind of thinking we would like to have at our organization. We hadn't considered the toilet paper angle. That's a good one. Well, very good points, gentlemen. Um, Moving on to the next and final question. Which do you believe is the more important audience for a hospital, patients or physicians? Adam, why don't you take this one first? Oh, my God. Well, it's a no-brainer. It's patients. I mean, seven out of ten doctors I deal with on a weekly basis are complete D-bags. They assume they know everything, not only about medicine, but about business, design, marketing, IT, you name it. I mean, apparently becoming a doctor of medicine requires you to master every profession under the sun because that's pretty much the only explanation I could think of. So I guess in that case, I'm just a lowly peon with a bachelor's degree. I don't know how my tiny brain could comprehend anything outside of my sixth grade science book. Oh, those are great points, Adam. Great points. I think at our organization, we tend to look at physicians and patients as equal. And I direct our marketing staff to consider all audiences equal, whether it's community leaders, referring physicians, the media, employed physicians, staff, physician staff, rating agencies, other physicians, long-term care facilities, long-term care physicians, and physicians. They're really all equally important. And in the end, I'm going to have to lean toward physicians, primarily because they have the power to kick my ass. That gives them strategic priority in our organization. What the You executives seem hell-bent on kissing their asses. As you say, not a single one of you has the cojones to tell a physician, I'll do my job, you do yours. It's pathetic. But aside from my personal hatred, if patients aren't coming through your doors, you don't have a business. Regardless of how many physicians you have or how good they are, patients are where it's at. 
Therefore, patients are definitely the most important audience. Well, Adam, if you knew a little bit more about how Medicare reimbursement worked, you would realize you don't really need patients to make money. But that's a whole other issue. Well, on that note, um, this has been a very passionate and interesting discussion of these issues. Simone, I just have to say this is a terrific probing. I'm not sure I've ever had such a great conversation. And I would like to thank Adam for his deep, thoughtful insights on these topics. Adam, you're, you're, you're a great, great marketer. And we could use marketers right. like you throughout healthcare. Yeah, I got Kudos. your probe right here. Well, I got your probe. That's what we like to do. Probe it. The deeper, the better. So, yes, thank you both gentlemen for being here. Again, we had... Thank you again, Simone. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Adam, thank you, Adam. Thank, yeah, thanks for nothing. I got, I got to do.